Does God really want me to be happy? It seems like such a simple question, yet Christians and non-Christians alike tend to have trouble answering it. In this episode, we're going to dive into it and talk about all things happiness and joy, the differences between the two, and really if God does want us to be happy and how we can see that in our lives. I hope you're ready for a fun ride. Let's get to it. You're listening to Theology Gals, a podcast for women to learn theology in a practical and applicable way. Come join the roundtable and discover all that God has for you. Here's your host, Jari. Short answer to the question is yes, God definitely wants us to be happy. Probably not happy in the first sense that you and I think of, but absolutely, God wants us to live a life where we are genuinely happy. Now, in the Bible, happiness is actually hard to find because the Bible uses the word joy, and there is a difference, although the answer is still the same. But it is important to know the difference because although God wants us to be happy, he wants us to be happy in a different way, and that's why he uses the word joy. So happiness really is more circumstantial. If you get your coffee paid for, that's probably going to make you happy, but that's not going to make you joyful. And there really is a difference. Joyful or joyfulness is more of a constant and is actually cultivated internally. So when we're happy, we're happy because something has happened where we feel that emotion. Whereas we are joyful because something within us is joyful. So what exactly is joy? Well, most people define joy as the feeling of happiness when you're smiling and laughing a lot and when something good just generally happens to you to make you feel happy. They use the word interchangeable and it's really important to know that they're actually not interchangeable. Because what happens when all of a sudden your circumstances change and you're no longer happy, you don't feel that way anymore. That doesn't actually mean that joy goes away because joy is something that's internal. But that can mean that happiness can go away because of a different emotion that's being felt at the moment. If someone cut you off in traffic, you're probably not feeling very happy. If you got a bad grade in school, you're probably not feeling very happy. <laughs> Those emotions are okay and they're valid, but where happiness has exited, joy has not. Now, this inner feeling, this inner joy is actually something that we can refer to as biblical joy. And biblical joy is basically just having a deep inner gladness, regardless of the circumstances around you that are going on. Which basically means that whether you're happy or not, whether you're sick or not, whether you're angry or not, you can still have joy. You can still feel all of these emotions. You can still be tested, tried, go through life and its challenges and still have joy. And the really cool part about it is actually that joy is part of the nature of God. It's part of God's character to actually be joyful. Joy is also a fruit of the Spirit, which actually means that we have access to it on a regular and consistent basis. The best example that I like to use to really just explain joy is whenever you're having a really just poor day where nothing seems to be going right, they made your coffee wrong, someone yelled at you at work, you made a mistake and got in trouble, you got in the car to get home and everybody is cutting you off, almost got into an accident, and you're just, no matter what happens throughout this day, you cannot seem to win, you cannot seem to get any moment of relief. 
But you know that at the end of the day, at the end of your shift, when you do get home, you're so relaxed and at peace because you know that your home is your space. You know that there's something there that is not leaving, that is not going away, that you can retreat to, that you can go to for that comfort and that peace and that stillness. And that, for me, is really a best way to explain joy. That's something that is actually a personal example of my own. I've walked through days like that and then been able to come home and just feel such relief and peace because I'm home. Because no matter what happened, I have my comfy bed with my favorite blanket, watching my favorite show, having my favorite cup of coffee or a tea if it's nighttime. (laughs) But no matter what, that that's still there, that that's not going anywhere. And the same is true for joy. Joy can still be present even in grief. Joy can still be present even in hurt and anger and loss and suffering. Joy can still be there and is still there. Nehemiah 8.10 says, The joy of the Lord is my strength. And I think that that's just so beautiful and so true. Because even as we walk through those days, through those crappy days, or through really good days, there's still something in us that is pushing us to, to finish the day. Because even if it's a bad day, we know that there is an end. We know that this isn't the end-all be-all. And having joy within us really does give us strength to get through the trials of life, to get through the good days, to get through the bad days, to get through whatever it is that we may be going through in our lives. So how do we see joy in God's character? Well, the first way is that God actually has joy whenever anyone comes to him. Whenever we go to God in prayer, in our need, by faith, God actually has joy when we do that. The Bible describes lots of rejoicing in heaven whenever we actually do this. God also has joy in the things that he created, which include you and me. In Genesis, when we read about the creation, we see that after the six days of creation, God actually declared that it was very good. That's God taking pleasure in his creation. It's him having joy in that. We also see God actually express joy in the book of Zephaniah. Zephaniah 3.17 says, The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but he will rejoice over you with singing. Now, I don't know about you, but rejoicing over somebody with singing sounds pretty joyful to me. Now, in this verse, we actually see that it says that God takes great delight in us. And I just want to reiterate that for a second because I think that it's so true and so comforting just to know that whenever we obey God, whenever we do what he asks us to do, he really does take delight in us and he does have joy in us, not just for simply being, which we've also seen that he does have joy in, but even one step further in us doing what he's called us to do. Joy is something that God has and that God chooses to give us as well. And throughout the Bible, joy is actually seen in different ways, whether it's in the New Testament or the Old Testament. For example, in the Old Testament, we actually see joy coming out of things such as our worship, such as praising God. It's really an enthusiastic response of a community of worshipers. It's seen as the people celebrating God and what he's done for them. And it's really rooted in the hope and the confidence that he'll do it again in the future. And a relationship with God is really the key in each of these aspects. Whereas in the New Testament, over and over again, um, in the Gospels and in Acts, we see that joy is actually an overflow from salvation, which is 
actually quite interesting because it suggests that there's a connection between knowing God and knowing joy. And because it's the Bible and we believe that it is inherently true, then we believe that knowing God brings about joy. And I really love what Peter says in 1 Peter verse 1-8. It says, You have not seen him, but you love him. You do not see him now, but you believe in him. And so you rejoice with an indescribable and glorious joy. And I just really love how he puts that because he's truly speaking to us in this moment. We have not seen God in the same way that Peter saw God in a physical form here on earth. We love him. We don't see him, but we believe in him. And yet we can still rejoice in joy. We can still have that joy because the moment that we believe that Jesus is Christ, that the Holy Spirit lives inside of us is the moment that God gives us joy, the joy that only he can give. Now, the really cool part about joy is that it's not actually something that is exclusive to Christians and to those who believe in Christ. Joy, in the way that we're actually talking about, can be experienced by those who may not believe in God, who may not have come to him yet. And I think it's just really amazing that God would still allow somebody to really experience that because while you can experience joy because of the fact that God has poured out his blessings onto the earth whether you believe in him or not the level of joy that we experience is really based off of the relationship that we have with him so while you can experience joy no matter what area you're in the depth of our joy really comes from how deep our relationship with God is. So the deeper that we go, the more we get to know God, the deeper that our joy will be and the deeper that we will really understand the joy that God gives us. And the first and really easiest step to getting to know God is just getting into his word. Many times it's easier to start in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Those are the first four books of the New Testament. Those are probably the easiest to read if you've never read the Bible before. It really just gives you a good and concise story that you can easily understand and follow. And is really a good stepping stone to just getting into the Bible, into the word, and getting to know God. Because even if we have our grief, even if we have our bad days, our low days, that doesn't mean that our joy is not present because our joy is from the Lord and in the Lord. Without his joy, the sorrows of this world and of our life would be overwhelming. Now at this point, you're probably thinking, that's cool and all, Jotty, but what if I'm really just not happy? I'm not feeling this whole joy thing. I'm not feeling happy right now in my situation, in my daily life. What can I do to really just turn the tide in another direction. If that's you, I want to start off by saying that first and foremost, I am praying for you and I'm praying that you will find happiness and joy that is rooted in Christ. And I do want to offer some advice on really just how to begin. So the first piece of advice that I could offer is self-care. Now I know self-care tends to get a bad rap because sometimes people overindulge in it, underindulge in it, and really just an all-around touchy subject, but I think we can all agree that self-care genuinely is about improving one's health in whatever way that makes you feel better and gets you healthier. Now, one way we can actually do that that isn't in a physical aspect such as running, exercising, is actually forgiveness. And forgiveness can be extremely difficult. Trust me, I've been there. I understand. But forgiving yourself 
and forgiving others is a really good practice of self-care because forgiveness genuinely has positive healing effects. It can release unnecessary burdens from you. It can release emotions that you've pent up and it's actually in the Bible to do so. Proverbs 17.9 says, Love prospers when a fault is forgiven. Love yourself, forgive yourself. And if that's not God saying, hey, homegirl, I want you to be healthy. And part of that is forgiveness and not just those around you, but even yourself. Now, the second piece of advice that I would give is to genuinely seek out true happiness. As we've seen in the scripture and as we've talked about, the source of true happiness and true joy is really found in God. Obeying God brings us true happiness. Putting him above ourselves is where happiness is found. Jesus said in Matthew twenty two thirty seven, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And who better to actually say that and lead the example than God, who gave the ultimate sacrifice in John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. God gave, God sacrificed his son for us. And I think it's just really amazing that God doesn't just ask us to do this. He actually tells us that he himself has done this. And I think that's just something that's so beautiful because it's very easy to tell somebody what to do. It's difficult to actually exemplify what you're asking somebody to do. And along with finding true happiness, it's equally as important to really have our minds focused on the right things. Now, Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is pure, whatever is right, whatever is noble, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on such things. And these things don't have to be as difficult to think about as you probably feel just by listening to the verse without any context. Because whatever is true, whatever is pure, all of these descriptive words are actually just describing God and describing the Bible. So what I like to do in order to honor this verse and to obey what God is asking me is to just think of a verse that I know that I have read and just dwell on it, think about it, say it over in my head. Something that I like to do in the mornings is actually the moment I wake up, say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. That not only helps me have a better and more positive mood throughout my day, but I feel that that's honoring God in this verse and in this commandment to think on such things, to think on what he's asking us to. And I think another way that we can really tap into this joy thing is by trying to just show joy ourselves. Sometimes it takes us putting an action into practice before that action can become something that's second nature and more natural to us. So what are some practical ways that we can actually show joy? Well, it's actually a lot simpler than you'd probably think. Simply spending time with somebody, being truly present, complimenting them, baking something for them doing some sort of act like that, maybe if baking is not your thing, doing some sort of craft, taking a picture, just something that actually shows that you know them and that you appreciate them. Another way is to host a Bible study, maybe with your friends and your neighbors, with food, games, 
trivia, any sort of thing like that. It's a great way to not just show joy to others, but it can also build relationships and fellowship and friendship. And it's a really great way to truly spark joy. In those moments is when we really see that joy is ignited. It's started within us because we're gathering together, not just to celebrate Christ, to learn about him, but to genuinely be together and have relationship with one another. Because joy looks different to every person, I've asked a couple of friends of mine to answer the question, what brings you joy? I hope that their answers and responses will bring you comfort in knowing that joy can come from any aspect of life. My community group brings me joy for a few reasons. One, I love getting to watch each of them grow in their relationship with the Lord. I also get to spend quality time with them. And their acceptance and vulnerability is admirable. I know that I can be myself around them 100% of the time. Yeah, so for me personally, the first thing that comes to my mind is children. And I know that sounds cliche after being asked what brings you joy, but I'm being completely honest. I am not a parent, not yet, but I am a teacher and I spend my entire day surrounded by minds that choose to only focus on things like recess or lunchtime unless someone like me their teacher asks them not to and instead focus on what they call the hard stuff so math reading writing you get the gist and as an adult it's so refreshing to be around the complete opposite than what the worldly norm is nowadays you know we focus on what's going wrong in our lives or the obstacles that we're facing or the ones that we know are coming up you know, our hard stuff. Most of the time we only focus on the good or the exciting stuff when someone tells us to or when they show it to us. And that's not to say that children don't go through negative emotions or hard times or that adults are not happy. That's not what I'm saying. But overall, it's a big challenge for kids not to focus on having fun. And my students are constantly reminding me that I should find fun in everything that I do. And if I can't find the fun in it, I just need to raise my hand and ask if I really have to. Three things that bring me the most joy are holding babies, going to Disney World, and feasting on seafood with my family. Caring for others and placing their needs before mine brings me joy. I want to know what brings you joy. If you felt impacted by this episode and want to answer the question of what brings you joy, be sure to share it and tag me on Instagram. I'd love to hear what you have to say. I hope you learned so much throughout our time together. It would mean the world to me if you were to like, rate, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Even take a screenshot of the episode and share it on Instagram. Tag me at Theologigals and let me know what you think. I want to know what you thought and what you want to listen to next. Until next time, this has been Theologigals. Gals.